Welcome everybody to the Magic Beans Podcast. We are back again for episode number 128. I am your host tonight, and my name is Shorty, and I have a couple of beans on the line with me. So tonight we have Cracker. How's it going, mate? Good, thanks, mate. How are you? Pretty good. And we've also got Stu back again. How's it going, Stu? Yeah, good, mate. Good. Good to be back. That's the way. Uh, you were saying before the podcast that uh, that was going to be the extent of your contribution to uh, to this episode tonight and just the, the <laughs> sign-off at the end. So you can just kick back and, uh, you know, mute your mic. And- <laughs> 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 nah, I'm going to sure check they're, by sure asking you direct questions. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm going to sit back tonight and not respond to anything. <laughs> Crack is just going to direct everything at you, Stu. So strap in. should be a lot of fun. <laughs> Oh, sorry. No. Good. Let's go for it. Let's go for it. <laughs> you just nodded off. Okay. He did. <laughs> Uh, all right, so uh, yeah, a couple of things to talk about tonight. Uh, there's not not a lot going on. I mean, I've sort of been listening to other people's podcasts this week, and, and everyone, all the content creators, are kind of in the same boat where it's like, yeah, there's you know, there's stuff happening, but there's not a lot to talk about, and and I think it's going to be that way for. A little while, like with you know new new standard set not coming till September, and you know not not too much going on in the way of tournaments and that sort of thing. So it might be a quiet few weeks, and uh, it might be time for us to pull out some evergreen episodes again or, or something along those lines. What, what do you think, guys? I can do that. I, yeah. I played a game of Commander this week. Did you? Ooh, yeah. Well, I mean, Hold you up. can tell us about that in a minute. But before okay. you do, Stu is going to tell everyone about our awesome sponsors. I'm supposed to be sleeping. <laughs> but you know what? I'll, I can wake up to talk about Josh and Pat's MTG Bazaar because they just are awesome. Magic cards. As many magic cards as you want every night on auction. Head over to jpmtgbazaar.com.au. Look them up on Facebook. Bid on any card you want. With Commander Legends about to come out, I'm sure there's a bunch of those that are going to be chucked up over the coming days. So, yeah, get on board, and when you win an auction, let them know that the bean sent you. Very good. All right, Cracker, you played yeah. some Commander. What, I did, what? yeah. <laughs> How did that happen? Where, where on earth did you find the time to play Commander? Actually, before uh, you did that, shout out to Chewy who uh, came down with COVID this week. That's <laughs> <yeah. laughs> uh, no good. Sorry, yeah, buddy. I think he's been feeling, feeling a bit poorly. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, hope, hope you're doing okay, Chewy. So, uh, yeah, now on, to, on with the magic content. Yeah, magic. Uh, I went to Polywaffle's place on nice. Tuesday night. Yeah. Nice. And uh, he's going up to the Command Fest in Sydney in three weeks, I think it is now. Yeah. And he's very keen to jam, like, CDH, actually. So, I proxied <laughs> up a couple of decks and and we were we were playing some, some high-powered Commander decks, which was a lot of fun. So, I also played with- uh, Matt Paulson, so his brother, and another guy we know called Jacob. Uh, yeah, and was Chris was playing uh, Kenrith as kind of a pod stacks deck, which was pretty cool. And I sorry, before you playing- go any further, pod yes. stacks. Tell yes. me yeah, about pod stacks. I know, I know what pod is, but I've never known. I've never bothered looking it up. But what is stacks? Like you hear about? Yeah. I think it's like a legacy or is vintage? Is a stacks deck? I don't know what that is. Please, please yeah, explain. So- so, stacks, I mean, it's based off the card Smokestack, which is a very old card where you put soot counters on it, and then at the beginning of your Just upkeep, you had to sacrifice a card for every soot counter on Smokestack. So, the idea was that you would get ahead in some way of card advantage and then put, you know, 
smoke stacks. You would, you would stacks people out. And so, stacks pieces are now things like kind of like death and taxes almost. So, you play cards that disrupt your opponent. So, that might be um, like Thalia is an example of a stacks piece. Then you've got, you know, like Cursed Totem. There are things that will make it so that your creature's into the battlefield abilities don't happen. They'll do things where they don't tap for mana. Like there's a whole bunch of stuff. So he has, it's like permanent disruptive elements, I guess is probably the, the easiest way of summing it up to, to slow your opponents down. So okay. it was, cool. it was a little bit of that, but mostly he was like creature combo. So he, he went a little bit hard. <laughs> <laughs> in, in his, he's been looking at lists for ages and he's like, I just put all the combos I could find in a deck and we're going to see what happens. So, he was playing like Aluren, which is another weird legacy combo deck that plays a four mana enchantment that lets you cast creature spells with mana value three or less from your hand for free. <laughs> You're making like me in- just look up all these cards, Gregor. <laughs> I know. I know. It's good. Uh, it's great for an audio form. Yes. Anyway, uh, <laughs> basically, he was he was playing um, Vanifar, and then with Vanifar, basically from a one mana creature, so, you know, like a Birds of Paradise in play, he can get all his way up to, like, Kiki-Jiki, and then from there, you know, there's a lot of different ways you can win the game with just infinite hasty creatures. So, that was pretty cool. Uh, and I was playing Najila, and Najila's a card from Battlebond, and- She's kind of busted. It's a three mana card. It's one and two red. No, a red and two, sorry. So, and it says that whenever a warrior you control attacks, no, whenever a warrior attacks, you may have its controller create a tapped one, one attacking warrior token. So she goes super wide and then she has an activated ability of Wuburg. So one of each color and you untap all attacking creatures. They gain life link and trample until end of turn and then you gain another combat step so with Najila, what you can do is take infinite combat steps and every one you do you just like double the amount of warrior tokens you're making so it's pretty nutty <laughs> sounds in- crazy <laughs> It, it is crazy. In addition to the the fact that you're playing five colors, so you just get to play like Thassa's Oracle and, you know, like Demonic Consultation uh, sort of nonsense. So, yeah, you, you get to just do some very silly things. And like I had one game where I started with uh, Mana Crypt, Mana Confluence, and then my draw step was a Chromox. So, on turn one, I cast Ninjila and Ragavan. In. <laughs> it's pretty, pretty disgusting. Oh. So, you know, uh, turn two, you're attacking for five and you exile someone's card because Najila triggers a warrior and then it just kind of goes off. It's a lot of fun. Right. Yeah, I bet it is. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, so this- it's, yeah, it's not like the commander we normally play. No, well, yeah. like, I've just and, managed and like- to find Chris's uh, Kenrith uh, right. commander. Uh, Competitive EDH deck on the MTG also, Goldfish. Just and looked I, at the price. Yeah, I've just linked it to you guys. Oh my gosh! Oh wow! So, but, um, you're you're the, not wrong when you say he's just put anything. He's put all the combos in there. Yeah, he did. I love and, it. And after having played it, he's realised that he's got to take a lot of those combos out. Okay. Because okay. he needs more interaction. But yeah, it's 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 playing like very powerful things. Uh, <laughs> my deck cost exactly uh, five dollars at Officeworks. Love it. And <laughs> <laughs> and and, uh, and Chris has actually printed all his out at home because he 
couldn't find all the cards yet, but I'm pretty what? sure he owns what? them all. <laughs> yeah, it takes a long yeah, I'm time pretty to sure get that many to fill through. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it, it was a lot of fun, man. Just like, you know, sitting down in a pot of four and trying to work out. Like, I'm literally sitting there. Hang on. Hang on. I just got to look at the primer again. <laughs> like, reading yeah. how many, how <laughs> yeah, many things way, I need to I go infinite with and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. So, yeah. But, I, uh, I think we're hoping to get Chris on after he comes back from- uh, yeah from Command Fest so he can sort of give us a bit of a run down. But, it, like, I've always wondered with CEDH, which is competitive EDH, I think that's what that yeah, stands yeah, for. And, and so, yeah, you've got EDH or Commander, which is it, casual, it is the, meant to be yeah. you know, pretty fun, that sort of thing. And then CEDH is, like, yeah, people, like, building hardcore decks to to win very, very consistently. And it's, it's crazy how consistent these decks can be when they are 100-card singleton sort of thing. I've always wondered with those, like, is it, actually fun to play like four cedh decks against each other or is it literally just like ships passing in the night and whoever gets no the no no just it's, wins? it's it's actually super super interactive because okay. you've got like all the free counter spells you've yeah. got like a lot of really cheap interactions so it's it's like playing like legacy or vintage or something where everything is so powerful in terms of the threats and like the combos are so dense like one of the games are one with thassa's oracle which is like Blue, blue, and then demonic consultation. And it's like a single black mana at instant speed. And then I'm just like, I'm going to name Black Lotus. If no one can counter this spell, I win the game. Like, it's two cards and that's <laughs> it. Like, it's it's kind of dumb. But force of will, force of negation, pact of negation. Like, there's just a whole list of things. You know, you've got Flusterstorm. You know, like, there's all these just super interactive things. So, it's really cool and you have to play- like really, really tight magic, which is really different to how we normally play Commander, where it's just like, yeah, sure, whatever. Like you can play your land in my turn because you forgot. Like I don't care. Yeah. Whereas in CEDH, you're using like like Widna Jila to go off. You're abusing uh, the combat step, and you're taking infinite combat steps inside yeah. a single combat turn. So you don't even go to your second main phase to win. So you have to know like all the phases of like the actual combat step. There's like seven. And then you have to know, like, all the, you know, like, passing priority on the stack and stuff. So, it's- you have to play very different type of game, which is really cool. And I think if everyone goes into it knowing that that's the game you're playing, then that's cool. Yeah. If if someone turns up with their pre-con, then they're in for a bad time. <laughs> right? Like, it's just- I'm going to- like, you know, I'm going to cast my six-mana creature. It's like, okay. I mean, you're not getting to six-mana. I don't know what's to doing. But the, because everything is so powerful, you do have those windows to win really fast. But then you've also got games that take ages because you're interacting so much and the stack can be like three and four spells deep. So, yeah, if if that's your sort of thing where you want to, like, you know, try something where you've got to play correctly, which is not always my thing, uh, no. it, it's cool. It was fun. Playing correctly just sounds too hard. <laughs> K- kind of. <laughs> Anyway, yeah. so that was good. I, I enjoyed it. I definitely want to do it again. I've got uh, I've got another one proxied up, which I want to play again soon. So, nice. Really keen to jam some more games. That's awesome. Yeah, I was, I was telling Chris on the weekend that uh, a guy we uh, Chewy and I met quite a few years ago at um, Good Games in Box Hill, I think it was, or Blackburn, whatever that one was. Uh, mm-hmm. Alex, um, we bumped into him at a at a Melbourne GP or a Sydney GP or something like that. And, you know, we're talking, you know, well, what are you playing this weekend? What are you doing? That sort of thing. And, and he's like, oh, I'm just playing Commander all weekend. And we're like, <sighs> what? Like, this guy's like competitive grinder sort of thing. And he's like, yeah, I'm just playing Commander. We're like, why are you playing Commander? And the GP had these weird stacked prize pools where, you know, you, you 
you put your entry fee in, whatever, for your commander game. You sit down in a pot of four. And the way the prize payout worked, it was really weird where, like, you got prizes based on the number of people that you killed, like, or players that you took out of the game. Mm-hmm. And so he just turned up to these commander games where people are, like, bringing casual commander decks because this is quite a few years ago and then people, you know, just sitting down to have fun. And he's brought a CEDH deck that just kills everybody in one turn. <laughs> and so he was farming. He was, he was just farming <laughs> <laughs> these poor casual commander players who were there to have a fun time. And he was just farming them and taking all the prizes. <laughs> it's filthy, <laughs> it's like, but I find okay. that so and funny. So, <laughs> it's, it's funny and also not. Like that's where yeah. CDH gets a bad name from. And yeah, yeah. at the, at the command fest, they actually have like CDH tables. So I yeah. think that they will actually be checking. In some respects, you you don't do that. Yeah, it's gonna be like, what are you turning up with? Get rock monster. <laughs> Just like, okay, you're taking <laughs> infinite draws in your end step with dredging Dakmore salvage and like a bunch of other stupid things. All right, mate, like get, get out of here. You know? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> go go over there to those hardcore That's players. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, uh, yeah. Anyway. All right. Well, yeah. Hopefully, we can get Chris on the podcast when he gets back from uh, from Sydney. Uh, like. I've said this before. I enjoy playing Commander, but a full weekend of Commander, no, nah. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not in for that. And uh, full technical, like, got to know every single phase of the combat step Commander for a full weekend. Right. No thanks. <laughs> also, good luck to Chris. I don't know if they have timed rounds, but uh, we all know Chris is not the fastest player <laughs> in the world, so uh, he might have some uh, some grumpy opponents. So hey, play, play quick, Chris. Chris. <laughs> That's why we were practicing. <laughs> yes. All right. Well, uh, let's get into the uh, the actual topics that we had on the show notes tonight. You were worried uh, that we couldn't fill out an hour. Yeah, yeah. We we always find a way to do it. All right. We will uh, we'll talk a little bit more about Commander soon, but uh, we'll get into oh, our, our favorite format ever. Like, it, it even tops Commander, uh, and that is Alchemy. Yeah. All right. This is where I'm literally going to snooze. <laughs> Uh, all right, so uh, yeah, we have the new Capenna Alchemy release coming out. So we've spoken about Alchemy before. They release a new set, and then roughly like a month after the new set releases, they do an Alchemy uh, set release. And this time we've got thirty cards. Uh, I don't know if you guys have had a look at these. If there's any that you want to talk about, basically we've got. Three each, so three white, three blue, three black, three red, three green cards, and then a whole bunch of multicolor cards with, uh, and and that's it. So, you know, if if we've got some specific ones we want to talk about, we can go through those. But one thing to mention right off the bat, Wizards is super proud of of what they've done here. They have uh, <laughs> they've heard they've, the people's complaints. They've saved the format. Sure. They've saved the, the format and they've saved the arena economy by adjusting how many cards are uncommons and how many cards are rares. So when you look at the three cards per color, we have two uncommons and one rare per uh, per color until you get to the multicolored cards <laughs> and then they are all rares it's or all mythics. It's all rares or mythics. Nice <laughs> <laughs> though. There's no commons now. Yeah, there's no but- commons. Nope. No, Go to those. Why? Why would we want commons? Uh, and we've had this discussion before about why. Why do they do this other than being greedy and and you know economy and 
ah, the technology, whatever. Uh, <laughs> but we will get into it soon. There is actually a reason why these cards are, are different rarities, and, and we'll get okay. into that soon. So, uh, yeah, there's, there's a little preview for you. Um, one thing I wanted to point out, like, before we talk about any cards you guys want to talk about, is there's, like, five cards that have spell books of 10, 12 cards. It's like, goodness me. Like, I'm, I'm looking at some of these cards, and they are already a slab of text. Like, bind to secrecy is blue and a black, and then it literally just has a slab of text, and then it has a spell book of... 12 cards that are associated with these cards. Like, goodness me, how complicated can you make these stupid cards? Is it just me? Or no, are you guys it's not on just you. Yeah, no, okay, you're getting cool. <laughs> Well, I mean, that is true. I am older than both of you guys. <laughs> uh, By a long way. Wow. Well. Uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> I don't know. I, I just yeah. don't care, man. No, I, That's that, the first that, time I'm that looking at the these problem. cards. I, I just- I just can't, like, I don't, I just, I can't bring myself to care. No. Like, it was supposed to be fixed standard and it's not, and now, like, whatever. Yeah. So, okay, more uncommons, less r- uh, rares and mythics. What do we got here? We've got 10 uncommons and then 20 rares and mythics. Yeah. Yes. How many uncommons were in the previous ones? Like, eight or something. So, they might have given us two more. I don't know. I don't know the distribution, but I don't know. I don't get it. Yeah. So, there's five. Five mythics, ten uncommons, so fifteen rares, which is the ones that people are the most tight on. So you've still got the highest proportion of your of your cards being uh, being rares. So I don't see that being any sort of solution to the economy, and I I don't see this making any difference to people wanting to play the format. So no. yeah, I mean, wizards have kind of committed to alchemy. I think we're going to be seeing alchemy for quite a while and then still continuing to try and push it, but I would love to see the numbers on play. Like, I don't know if uh, Untapped or something like that release some data again, you know, in a couple of months where they <laughs> show how many I matches are played of, of Standard and Historic and Explorer and, and Alchemy or whatever, and, and I expect Alchemy to be... Uh, very low, <laughs> yeah. if, if not zero. <laughs> uh, all right, so I guess, like, is there any cards you guys want to talk about? I'm going to take that probably as a no. I'm only just looking at it for the first time. Um, there's nothing really standing out. Yep. All right, so one thing to note, so they have said uh, uh, they've put – it was just like this random thing I came across in the article was new update, and I don't know if this if it was a new update it got added to the article later on or something like that because I haven't heard anybody talk about this, but it's got coming in tomorrow's update, so that'll be today's update or tonight's update. I think there's a, the update happening. Uh, for Historic Brawl, you'll have the option to remove perpetual effects from your commander whenever they are returned to the command zone. Uh, plus, Davriel's Withering and Davriel's Soul Broker will be unbanned. So these two cards got banned in Historic Brawl, which is not a format that we play, but I know uh, people in our community do play Historic Brawl, and, and it is, it's basically Arena's version of Commander. These two cards perpetually gave a creature... Like Davriel's Withering gives minus one, minus two, and Davriel's Soul Broker gives minus three, minus three. And because it's perpetual, the issue with it in Historic Brawl was if you put that on someone's commander, they can just never play their commander again, which just completely defeats the purpose of why you're playing Historic Brawl. So 
This, Stu, you were saying you just assumed that this was how it worked anyway, that when it goes to the command zone, it gets reset? I, I assume so. Like, I mean, I don't play Historic Brawl, but I've played enough Commander, played Commander. over the years to sort of just assume that that would be the case because that was always what would happen with your Commander. Anything that was attached to or anything, if you put it back in your command zone, it's gone. But, yes, perpetually, yeah. and it's attached to the card. So I, I get it. So, But I like this. I think clearly it was an oversight or an undersight to begin with and they've realised that it doesn't work or it doesn't make sense in line with commander rules. I don't know. Yeah, and they fixed it. Yeah, so the, like good. the reason why it happened was uh, like perpetual effects actually change the text on the card and that's why it, it stays. It's, yeah. not, it's not a perpetual effect that's like layered onto the card or anything like that. It's literally changing the text of the card. So no matter where that card went in any zone, it stayed like it's its effect stayed because that was now the text of the card so that creature would have zero toughness which means you can you can cast it if you want but it dies straight away and maybe that's something that you actually want and i guess that's why they have said here you'll have the option to remove perpetual effects because there may be well there's some perpetual effects that that are like benefits right yeah, true. yeah. There are other like, ones where you give like plus one, plus one counters, or you know, like that. Yeah, kind of yeah, stuff. that is true. Yeah, yeah. I didn't didn't think about it in that in that regard. I was thinking more. I should have of, read the update better. I didn't even notice <laughs> it was an optional thing. Yeah, yeah. It's I was cool. thinking of it, of it more like you might have a commander that has a dies trigger or something like that, and you know maybe you want it to be to be dying or just an ETB or something like that. But yeah, the the positive perpetual effects. Yeah, you you probably don't want to remove those. So yeah, that's yeah, cool. It's cool. Good fix, and and yeah, it just opens up. I don't know, like, as I said, we don't play Historic Brawl. We don't know basically anything about it. So I don't know if people were clamoring to play those two cards, but- I'd sooner play Historic Brawl than Alchemy. It it just lets Uh, people uh, (laughs) combo off with Vespalark again. Let's go. Yes, yes. This is why I got the big thing. Historic. Yep. All right, cool. Um, So the other thing, Cracker, you can tell us all about this. This is the, the reason why these Alchemy cards have rarity- Premier draft new Capenna alchemy for like Oof. three days, June June second to June the sixth. Yeah, that totally <laughs> justifies get in, it. Get in and draft your <laughs> new Capenna. Hold on, <laughs> what because what is this, mate? It's amazing. You get in each pack <clears throat> one alchemy card, a whole one. <laughs> they've removed a common, and then they've just slipped an alchemy card in there at. Various drop rates for, you know, like 55% of the time it's an uncommon. And then, you know, other times for the others. That's that's what you get. That's how you're going to build your collection. Yep. Uh, <laughs> uh, as, no. as Stu pointed out, this is already a horrible draft format. <laughs> Just making it worse. Uh, I, it's mean, also I mean, that, that, that's premier a draft, subjective which are like thing, the most though, expensive ones. Um, yeah, that's true. Or, or is it subjective? If enough people agree, does it- No, no. That, then it's just consensus, right? Yeah, general consensus. Um, yeah, no, pass from me. Thank you. <laughs> Shorty, I mean, I appreciate that you've you said this is the reason why, but <laughs> it's, it's not. not like it's, it's replacing- <laughs> it. Like, they haven't gone, well, we're taking out a rare and putting in a rare from alchemy instead. Like, it's just we're pulling an uncommon and we're sticking another thing in instead. I mean, that's a that is a plus. Like, you're getting- Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah like you're, so you're replacing you a common to- with at least an uncommon. But like I accurate. sort of look at this and go, okay, you've got, I don't know how many rares there are. Let's say there's, what, what have we had? We had we just had 15, Kamigawa. Right? Oh, we had the initial drop, then we had Kamigawa, and then we no, had Nuka Penna. Isn't it just 
the Nuka Pena ones, though. Oh, yeah, it's oh, with the card yeah. from Alchemy Nuka Pena. It's just, oh, it's Alchemy just those, so you can't even get yeah, the yeah. other cards. No, 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 no. no. Oh, wow. No. So, and it's- 38% of the time, you might get one of the 15 rares that are- Correct. Wow. And it's only <laughs> available this weekend. Yeah. yeah. That's it. And so, then it shows up and you go, all right, I guess I'm pack one, pick one in this thing. Meanwhile, there's some- Uncommon mythic that's actually yeah, going to help you win a draft, and you're like, draft well, I as just well, wanna- so- <laughs> no, it's it's stupid. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, it's. Yeah. I'm sorry. We made it worse than you thought, and you already thought it was bad. Is- <laughs> I don't think this is what they were hoping for. It's just. Oh, oh the people will love it. Maybe some people will, but no, it's a no from me. Yeah, I mean. I don't know how good on them though. How like, far wrong they can go with this format? Like, <laughs> I mean, let's find out. Maybe we can make them cost double wild cards as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, like that like historic. <laughs> uh, yeah, My eye like twitched. if they if they had have come out and said, "Yep, we want people to play this format for the first, you know, here's the initial drop, and for the next three sets that release, everyone gets four of of each of these alchemy cards." I reckon you'd probably get a decent buy-in from people and get people interested in the format enough that they would then continue to play it when they're no longer free. But, like, right off the bat, it's like, why? Why Why would you play this format? It is so hard to get the cards and there's so many other formats to play on Arena already and you just released a new format called Explorer that ties into paper, which is what everybody wants. Why would we play this format? <laughs> yeah. Oh, goodness me. <laughs> oh, well. And it still doesn't. Ex- it still doesn't explain why there are uncommons, rares, and mythics. Like, why not just have the one rarity and just replace a common card with one That's of these it. cards? That's it, right there. That's all they have to do. Yeah, which I even think that, that's what even we that said. still wouldn't be anywhere near enough. <laughs> No, but I think that's what we were saying initially when they first announced this alchemy stuff yeah. way back. Yeah, is why why are they assigning rarities when there was only one way to obtain them anyway? Yeah. At least now there is another way, but it's for four days. Yeah. That it's is not something like this is permanent. Yeah. That's something I've been thinking about, like just on arena economy in general. Like like I, I get why there's rares, mythics, commons, uncommons for the draft format. You know, that's that's because yeah. that's how the, the packs are laid out, that sort of thing, and that's how you want to draft. But once you've if if you're not doing draft or sealed, there's literally no reason to have rares, commons, all that sort of stuff in in digital play. Yeah. How much better would the arena economy be if it was just one wild card equals one card and you drastically reduce how often people are getting wild cards, but there's no rare wild cards, mythic wild cards, commons, uncommons, whatever. It's just a wild card and you can get whatever card you want with it. I don't know how you, how you move to that system now. Like you'd, you'd probably have to do some sort of conversion rate or something to go, you know, all your commons turn into, you know, 50 commons turn into one wild card or something like that. Cause people have these crazy huge amounts of commons and uncommons, but just, uh, yeah, why do you need effectively that then becomes like dust, like you have in, in Hearthstone? Like it is just one, it's one currency that allows you to buy any card effectively they won't do it because it makes too much sense (laughs) whereas having mythics rare not because it'll make them less money (laughs) because it makes more dollars (laughs) 
Kind yeah. of. I mean, it's a big departure from magic as we know it, right? Yeah. And so, there's a lot to be said for it being, like, similar across platforms, ignoring digital-only stuff. Yeah. But even so, just Arena in general is a massive departure from actual collecting magic cards and paper. Like, the way you acquire a collection in paper, stay tuned for that evergreen po- uh, episode that's going to oh, yeah. come out at some <laughs> point. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Likely story. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, the way you acquire a collection in paper is just so different to how to any of the avenues that you can acquire a collection on Arena. They're just – that's chalk and cheese. So, you're already miles apart. Yeah, it's like they're just hanging on to the paper way of doing things for nostalgia or, or whatever, and it, and it just doesn't fit in with the digital world and, and the way digital card games work, so – Anyway, that's a massive side tangent. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, um, they did uh, alchemy. <laughs> uh, just just before we we get get off of alchemy. So there is also on at the exact same time as these drafts, there is the Into the Future event. So June the second to June the fourth. So the same time that these premier premier drafts are on. So you can play pre constructed decks that spotlight new cards and their capabilities. It has no entry fee. Woohoo! All right, that sounds okay. And it awards Alchemy New Capenna packs and earns you a thousand mastery XP for participating. So if you want to get some free, Al- I'm assuming you probably get like two Alchemy packs and a thousand XP, and that's it. But it's free, so if you're uh, if you're interested in doing that, there's a very small small window that you can uh, get in on that, and uh, yeah, earn yourself some alchemy packs. Okay, let's not speak about alchemy again ever. <laughs> we <Okay>. will. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Every time we talk about alchemy, it just ends up a big whinge, <laughs> big sad. <laughs> but what's okay. the next thing we're talking about? Next thing. So we're back to Commander. So Commander Legends, <sighs> Commander Legends Battle for Baldur's Gate. So we've spoken about this a couple of times over the last couple of casts. Uh, I forgot that uh, Chewy and Cracker did a mechanics podcast uh, a few weeks ago when I was not on. That's what happens when I, I'm not on the podcast and editing the podcast. So I only consume it once instead of three times. <laughs> so it doesn't, it doesn't You're sink welcome. in. <laughs> Uh, did it, like just as a, again and a side tangent, did either of you guys play Baldur's Gate like on PC or anything like that? No. Oh, okay, that's surprising. Uh, I did. I can't remember which one. I think there's three, and I can't remember one of them was a really good one. It was super popular. It's like a Diablo style. I know Baldur's Gate two game. was pretty popular. Yeah, okay, no, must have been one. But I think it came out like early two thousands or somewhere in there. It's it's pretty old. Uh, but yeah, it was really good, and, and obviously. You know, it's a it's a cool setting and, and sitting in the D&D world and, and all that sort of stuff. So that was fun. Uh, but, yeah, Baldur's Gate, I, th- I don't even know. Do we have the full preview out now? Uh, we are they do, still coming as out? As far as I know. Okay, cool. Uh, so, yeah, this weekend there is actually a proper paper pre-release. Like this set is getting released as a, as a proper set and they're doing a proper, proper paper pre-release. Say that ten times really fast. <laughs> Uh, and that's on, yeah, this this weekend coming. I've put on the show notes next weekend, but it's actually this weekend. Uh, and then the set releases uh, the following week. But this is a little bit different. So, Cracker, do you want to give us a rundown on how this pre-release is actually going to work? Uh, yeah. So, basically, you're going to get a stamped and dated um, card like you do as part of normal pre-releases. 
And then what's going to happen is you're going to draft in pods of eight. So as per normal. And then we also uh, have three draft boosters and, but you pick two cards at a time. So the packs are bigger for memory. I think there's, is that there's like right? 20, 20 cards. I think there's 20, 20 cards, cards and, I think, yeah. in, a set, in, a, in a pack. In a pack. Yeah. Uh, and you, you pick two cards at a time. You have a commander which you obviously draft at some point. And then uh, the commander rules apply as far as like color restrictions, but singleton doesn't because, you know, limited card pools and you're going to, you know, hit commons that you probably double up on. So uh, it'll be pretty interesting. And then, yeah, you'll basically split off into pods of four and play as like a full pod. So it's it's the same way as they did it last time. Yeah, because this is- Apparently is pretty they've, good. They've, they've done Commander Legends before, like it was just yes. called Commander Legends. And then this is Commander Legends- Battle for Baldur's Gate, so it's, I guess, just an expansion in the in Commander the Legends too. Commander Legends thing, and sort of tacking onto the the themes of D and D and the Adventures in the Forgotten Realms set, but yeah, different. So it, there's no sealed pre releases like you normally do. It's it's just the draft. So I, I wonder if that will actually affect. I mean, for one, I don't even, I have no idea how popular this set's going to be, but how that goes, you know, when you if you get 12 people that turn up to your to your pre-release or, or were still like 13, like an odd number, and then you've got to split and do like a seven pod and a six pod and then you can't quite make enough. You've got one too many people to have pods of four. Like that's got to be a bit I mean, you awkward. can play pods of five. Like it just oh, says as yeah. close oh, as yeah, you they're, can. They're, so, yeah. Commander games with five players, they are- Hey, man, I didn't say it would it's be at. good. <laughs> But I said you could Especially do Especially a commander game where you've drafted a deck that's oh. probably going to be slow and whatever. I think no, you I mean, have you just split 25 up. You have life as well, don't you? I don't think you start with 40. Okay. Yeah, I right. think it's 25 or- I think it might be 25 or 30. Yeah, right. Yeah, okay. I mean, you can just play pods of pods of three. You know, you do, yeah. do a few pods of three and a pod of four or something like that. So, uh, we didn't draft the original Commander Legends, did we? I know we opened a bunch of it because- we opened uh, heaps. Polywaffle <laughs> had a bunch of it. Uh, I know I sorted all the Polywaffles <laughs> Commander Legends cards and it was painful. I'll tell you what, I don't know if, if like you guys probably wouldn't be aware of it because you probably haven't sorted a bunch of Commander Legends, but normally like standard sets, the set numbers, like the card numbers for the set are in like color order. Like all the white cards are first and they're in alphabetical order. Then the blue, black, red, green, and then I think it's multi artifact, then lands. Lands, yeah, yeah. And they're all in alphabetical order, so it makes sorting cards super easy. Commander Legends, it was a mess. It's like here's, you know, yep, there's a whole bunch of stuff that's white, blue, black, green, whatever. And then here's the legend cycle. Then here's the different cycle, and and it's like how oh, the heck course. do you sort? Like it was just a mess. <laughs> And I'm trying to sort these cards for Chris. It's like, what? I don't understand what's going on here. And so you literally, I just had to sort them off of the tiny number on the bottom of the card. It was, it was quite painful. But uh, yeah, so going through that set, it's like, man, there is so many legends in this set. I, th- I think this set is like 360 cards or something. Like they're, they're big sets and a huge chunk of those are legends. I mean, it's Commander. It's called Commander Legends. You need to be drafting commanders for your draft formats. I guess that's kind of kind of how you have to do it. So interesting. Are either of you guys interested in this set at all? Nope. No, not really. <laughs> I think uh, we were spoiled with the previous Commander Legends and some of the bigger reprints that we got in there. And this time it just seems a little bit dull. Yeah. 
I'm sure it'll be fun to draft, though. I'd really like to do that, but otherwise. Yeah. We're doing well tonight. It's like, Alchemy, you guys interested? Nope. Commander Legends, you guys interested? <laughs> nope. <laughs> the part of it is, like, just also product overload. Yes. Ah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Like, I, I, I'm, I'm feeling that more than ever. But yeah. uh, like Stu said, this set, uh, the uh, okay, the Mythic Dragons are cool. Think, they are. I think most people would agree that they're pretty sweet. And I'm sure there's some other stuff in there that is good. But there's just been nothing that grabs my attention and nothing that is kind of busted. Like the last- So, original Commander Legends, we had Ferimpiric Tutor and Mana Drain reprinted. They're both yeah. $100 cards, right? Which is awesome. Like you, you have a chance- Like I have an extended art Mana Drain, which I would never have bought. But I've got one because I opened yeah. one. That's amazing. And I have a Vampire Tutor, which is right? also awesome. Brilliant. And then you had other cards like Jeweled Lotus. Hello. Broken in half. Hole Breacher. <laughs> Hello. Banned <laughs> now because it was so broken. I opened one of those. Never got to play it. Sad. Um, and then like, I don't know. There was just like a bunch of really good high powered stuff that kind of pushed the set. And then looking at this one, I just haven't seen anything. Like there's just no reprints worth Anywhere near that kind no. of value. I, I think there's like- I haven't seen anything yet that cracks like double digits. It's it's kind of- No, I think I think there's a crazy. few reprints that were, were cards that were, you know, they were 20 bucks sort of thing. Sure. But the reason they're 20 bucks is because they well, haven't like been printed for like- and stuff like that. So, they've, yeah. they've been printed once, but it's yep. like- It's a $5 card. Yeah. I uh, just as a side note, when I was sorting Chris's cards, I did get the chance to have to hold in my hand a foil extended art jeweled lotus. That, uh, nice. That's, that's, that's worth a lot of money. They are worth a lot of money. Yeah, but that, yeah, like I said, that's this set just doesn't have that sort of stuff. And no, I it, like I'm not interested in buying this set. I don't think I don't know how interested. D&D people are, like people that are into Baldur's Gate are going to be in this set in, in just buying it and going, oh, that's cool. That's a Baldur's Gate thing. Oh, yeah, I'll just buy a box of that or whatever. And because it doesn't have the, you know, the super expensive chase rare cards or the, like as in new cards or the, the expensive reprints, your commander players are just not going to be super interested in buying it either. So it just it's just serving nobody and, and has no no one that's going to be, you know, buying a ton of it. It's yeah, it's really odd. Should yeah, be in the bargain bins around the time Double Masters comes out. Yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs> yep. there are cards in here that look sweet, but there's yeah. none that I want to just crack a bunch of. To, like, there's, no, there's no driving force to just go, I'm going to black buy a box, right? Because there's no one thing that I- Like, I definitely, definitely want to open a Jeweled Lotus. Or something like that. Like, there's just yep. no drive towards it. Or if I get multiples of this, then I can come out in front. If there's anything I want, like, I'll just buy the singles because nothing's that expensive. Like, yep. no- yeah. <laughs> nothing is that good, which is Yeah, very sad. very strange. Is is there any, you know, you and I spoke about a couple of cards whenever that was, last week probably. Yep. Is there any other new cards that you've seen that you are keen on? Like, I, I just have not paid, like you said before, you know, the- overload of, of new sets and, and, and that sort of thing. I just have not paid any attention <laughs> to, to uh, this set at all. So I'm, there, I'm there's not one on that it. I think looks cool. It's called Displace a Kitten. Okay. <laughs> and <laughs> it is uh, three and a blue for a 2-2 two, two cat beast. And it has avoidance. It says, whenever you cast a non-creature spell, exile up to one target non-land permanent you control, then return that card to the battlefield under its owner's control. Just okay. cool. 
blink shenanigans. There's you know there's a bunch of stuff you can get up to there. I think. Yeah, right. It's got so. uh, cool art too. <laughs> it does, and it's it's got a pretty good flavor text. It says, "Isn't she the cutest thing you've almost seen?" <laughs> <laughs> which which I thought was cool. Uh, uh, nice. Again, like I'm sure there are other good cards. Oh, there's there's a white card that people have been talking about a lot, uh, which is whenever your opponents, it's one and a white. I think whenever your opponents search their library for a card, you draw a card and gain a life. And it's got flash. Pretty sure that's the text, which is good. Okay. Like that's a really good white card to have. I've heard uh, there is a new white card draw spell. I can't for the life of me remember what it is, but it's like I think it's two and a white. Uh, it might it might be instant or I can't remember if it's instant or sorcery. Ah, here it is. Cut a deal. Uh, two and a white. It's a sorcery. Each opponent draws a card. Then you draw a card for each opponent who drew a card this way. So it should be three mana draw three for white, which is about as good as white gets. Uh, yep. I've heard that there's a couple of other cards similar to this with with like slightly different wording and. I think there's one where it's same cost and you can get, make one opponent draw three cards and you draw three cards. But, I mean, that's not too bad, but yeah. if you have to, but, yeah, it's still not. <laughs> Poor old white. They just uh, they just don't get to draw cards. Well, there is another white card, the Archivist of Ogma. It's one and a white. It's a 2-2 halfling creature with flash, and whenever an opponent searches their library, you gain one life and draw a card. Yeah, that's the one I was saying. Oh, was it? Oh, <laughs> wow, I did zone out. Yeah, cool. <laughs> How good's that? Uh, I, could, I could edit that out, but I'm not going to. <laughs> no, leave it in. No, no, you leave it in. We don't edit things out other than the coughs and things. I like honestly that. don't recall you saying that card. <laughs> I didn't say the name of it, but yeah. That'll do it. That's why. Yep. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I got the name of it. Uh, but yeah, I mean, like scrolling through the the previews, there's a lot of cards. It's like, oh, cool, it's that card. But it's all just like it, none of it is expensive cards, and and a lot of it is recent standard sets and things like that. So I don't know. I, I, I mean, I know. Yeah, there's obviously, like I said, there's pre-release this weekend at the Command Fest that's in Sydney in a couple of weeks. There there is a ton of like draft there'll be a ton of commander legends drafting and things like that going on so who knows like it, it might turn out to be a really cool draft format and the people that are there are going to absolutely love it and then you know once word gets out about how good it is then it spreads and and people start buying the boxes to to start drafting them but yeah like there's no absolutely no way I'm buying a box of this um I I know like Chris normally goes in pretty deep on these sorts of supplemental products because they usually have a lot of value I'm assuming I don't know if you've spoken to me about it Cracker, I'm assuming he's probably not on this set. Yeah, he said he's going to get some because he, he'd yep. like to draft it at some point. But again, yep. like it's just missing that top end that makes it worthwhile. Yeah. Like you, yep. you're chasing those, you know, extended art etched foil fetch lands. We're in the, the first one, right? Like, yeah, there's just there's just none of that here. You've got the yep. battle bond lands, which are good, admittedly. They're, they're like excellent reprints to have, but that's that's they're not super it, so. expensive either. No. Uh, so the other thing with this set is it is coming to Arena. They're doing an Alchemy release, so it'll be Baldur's Gate Alchemy release, and it's meant to be coming out on July seventh. But there's, they haven't given the full details. Uh, from what I've heard, the the set is not going to be on Magic Online. There's going to be some sort of draft format that you can do, but they're not putting all the cards, uh, and or they're going to like slowly release cards in treasure chests. But 
on Arena, they are releasing, I think, I think they're intending on basically releasing the full set or, or probably the set that uh, doesn't have, you know, paper-specific commander things. Like, there, there might be a few cards that they don't put on there, uh, but that's coming on July the 7th. So, yeah, maybe we'll get a chance to draft it on, on Arena. Otherwise, hopefully, yeah, we can uh, all get together and draft one in person. And, yeah, like I said, if we can get Chris on after Sydney, then, um, yeah, he might be able to give us some feedback on how it goes. So... Uh, that's mostly it for, for that stuff. The, uh, the other thing we wanted to touch on is our league that is very quickly coming to a close for the group stage. So, Stu, I think, I don't know if you've got, uh, Challenge up there, but I think we've got a few people that have locked in, uh, in their group with a, I, with a I thought solid... that was going to be a Stu, are you still awake? <laughs> it was, but it was more subtle. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yes, I do have the, um, Challenge yeah, so there's, there's a few people that have, that have hit four and one. Do you want to give us a rundown of who that is? Yeah, so we have Sarah Soldiers in whatever group B is. Uh, Challenge isn't the same, but Sarah Soldiers is four and one and looks to be locked in. Yep. Uh, my group, no one is locked in yet. Still very open. Uh, the next group, Cue Balls on three and one, but I'm not sure where tiebreakers are at in their group. Still a few matches to go, but Cue Balls looking primed. Mm. Which I don't think we've seen Cue Ball in. No, finals no. before? Yep, that would be very cool to have Q in the, in the finals. And then we have uh, Lyndon, Alwall at 4 and 1. And speaking of 4 and 1, and somebody who's never made it to the top 16 until now is Matty P. Yeah. I say, How cool is that? <laughs> I'm, I'm locked <laughs> for second in my group. You, you are locked for second, which is also well done. You, you get you, beans you points. Get some beans points, Cracker. It's like. the first time ever I think I've had beans points. <laughs> Other than the participation ones. <laughs> yeah, correct. <laughs> but it looks like um, a number of the groups still have a few matches to go. Uh, we have until 10 p.m. on Monday to get them complete, I believe. Yeah, yep. So I'll, I'll probably do another stream on Monday night. And, yeah, it'll be sort of the last chance to... To get your matches in, hopefully they'll all be done and dusted by then. But uh, yeah, we'll we'll tick that off at ten o'clock, and we'll have the uh, the top sixteen locked in. So yeah, top two, eight groups, top two from each group. So a four and one record is pretty much a guarantee that you are locked. I don't think there's any way that that you could have like you, if you had someone on five zero and someone on four one. There's no yeah, I don't think there's any other way. And I don't think you can have no, you can't have two people on five and zero. So yeah, four four and one is uh, brain is, hurts. Is a lock again? Yeah. <laughs> so one. And but and yeah, there's a bunch there's, of three and twos. We'll, yeah, there's, we'll there's a heap of three well. and twos, which happens with with these sort of slightly smaller groups, and and so the tiebreakers come into it. So yeah, get those matches wrapped up. It'll be cool to see. You know, if we can get so Sarah Soldiers has been smashing it, uh, sitting on top of the invitational ladder already after some really solid uh, historic performances, and now yeah, finishing first in their uh, in their group. Picking up some more beans points, so cementing that top place, I think, and making their way into league finals for the first time. And uh, yeah, Matty P, congrats to him. He's uh, he's normally uh, hanging out around the bottom of the uh, the ladder, but uh, I don't know what that says about your group, Cracker. He just played Stompy Man. He just just got just, it done. He just played it well and just yeah, just beat people's faces in with it. Yeah, no, good on him. Good, good to see. You know, he's certainly uh, smashed my face in plenty of times with Infect. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he's been playing. He's been playing Mono Green for a while, so I think he's just got a lot of reps with it and, and knows kind of how to sideboard and stuff. So it's cool. Yeah, nice, good. 
All right, so yeah, get get those last matches done. Uh, yeah, every, pretty much every match is important. Even if you know you're sitting on the bottom of your group, you're probably got to play someone who still needs to get that match done. So make sure you're being active. I know there's been heaps of matches. There's, there's been quite a few popping off tonight while we've been recording. But yeah, we've got the weekend. We do have some international people, so the weekends generally work best for them. So make sure you tee those matches up and get them done. And then we'll be kicking into the... First stage of the top 16, the double elimination top 16 over the next week. They'll be played offline or, you know, prior to the final stream. And then Saturday, the 18th of June will be the Nuka Penna final stream. And, uh, Stu, I, I believe you'll be there on coverage, but Cracker, you sadly will not. You'll be no. uh, spending oh, time with again? The 18th. <laughs> the 18th of June, Saturday. <laughs> Sure, I'll get back to you. <laughs> uh, it's my son's tenth birthday party, so yes, I yes. should probably turn up for that one. Yeah, yeah, that's that's normally a good idea. It is a good idea. Yes. Yep. All right. So that's going to do it for this podcast. Uh, a little bit of a uh, shorter one. We actually did a shorter podcast. It's, it's really not hour. that short, though. No, it's. I mean, we just didn't hit an hour. That's uh, that's abnormal for us. We usually just waffle on too much. All good. All right, so usual wrap-up at the end. Uh, yeah, if you want to get in on these leagues and these events that we do, the best place to find out about those is to be in our Discord where we have an awesome community of really cool people. So the link for that is in the show notes. And, uh, yeah, come and join us in there. There's also a link for our merch store where you can grab some sweet Magic Beans gear. If you are going to Sydney for the Command Fest uh, you you know, if you put in an order in the next week or so, you'll probably still get it. I think the new store that we use is pretty quick on the shipping. So get something in, wear a T-shirt or a hoodie or whatever so Polly Waffle and, and Paulson can uh, can find you and, uh, yeah, it'd be good to see a few people getting around. There's a, a link, as always, in the show notes for Josh and Pat's MTG Bazaar. Uh, so go and click on that. Takes you to the Facebook group and you can join up for their daily auctions. You can find us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, and Twitter, all those places. We are Magic Beans or Magic Beans Cast. So search us up and you'll find us on there. If you want to find me on Twitter, I'm at Peace Inc. Cracker, you are? At Joel Hill underscore. And Stu? At M Stewie. Oh, very good. See, that wasn't the only thing you said tonight. You, you actually talked. Good work. Yeah, I'm, so, I'm surprised by this. <laughs> We're going to end the podcast and you're literally going to fall straight to sleep. <laughs> yeah, no okay. editing. No. All done. That's it for us for this week. Thank you as always for listening. Stay safe out there and we will see you all next time. Bye.